Hello and welcome to The Tech Lens, the podcast that offers insights and analysis on the tech trends that matter. I'm your host, Ibrahim Isaac, and in this podcast, we dive deep into the world of technology, exploring the latest innovations, trends, and developments. We'll be joined by experts and thought leaders in the field who will share their insights and perspectives on how technology is shaping the world around us. So whether you are a tech enthusiast, a professional, or you're simply curious about the latest tech trends, we got you covered. So sit back, relax, and tune in for innovative perspectives on the tech trends that matter. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this session of uh, this webinar, this fireside session. And uh, with me today, we're going to be having some of our, you know, CEOs and tech professionals, developers as well. So I'm going to welcome them. And uh, I'm here with uh, Jerry. Hello, Jerry. I'm here also with uh, Michael and here with uh, Everest. Yeah. Hi, guys. So these are... I'm just going to let uh, your names show. So, yeah, great. So here we have CEOs, and I'm going to let everyone to introduce themselves. So who's going to go first? I mean, just tell us about your name. Tell us your name and what you do, basically. So, uh, Everest, mm-hmm. can you go first? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, sure, sure. I was going to tell Jerry to go for it, but thank you very much for having me here. Nice. Uh, my name is Everest Emmanuel. I'm the CEO and the co-founder of Link. Um, basically, we are building with three cross-border payments infrastructure for Africa, making it very easy for individuals and businesses to just basically, you know, move money across the globe using, um, you know, leveraging DeFi and um, traditional real infrastructure. So really great to hear talk about AI. Um, that's not naturally my thing, but um, let's just see how that goes. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, it's tech, so one way or the other, you're going to be affected, even in a positive or in a negative way. All right. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Everest. Uh, Michael, let's hear from you. Um, yeah. So, uh, simple. My name is Michael Shubwali, as you can see. Uh, I'm a software developer. Uh, so, basically, just into you know writing code, <laughs> making code better. I also do some mobile development on the side and, you know, make uh, websites. I'm mostly prof- proficient in, you know, JavaScript, C Sharp, PHP, mm-hmm. and all of that. So I'm here just to let's talk about AI and how it's going to take most of our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have you on the panel. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> lastly, Jerry. Okay. Hello, guys. Uh, I'm Jeremiah Godwin. I am the co-founder and CEO of Stranded. So basically, we are an edtech platform that addresses the real problem of um, interactive and personalized learning for students and teachers in Africa. So let's talk about AI and its impact on the world. <laughs> okay. So as, as the name of this fireside uh, session is the rise of AI. So we've seen how AI just exploded in the past few months. I mean, AI has always been there, but I say it got into the hands of uh, laymen and I mean, laymen, I mean, you know, it's on their fingertips right now and it's, it's, it's doing wonders. So uh, we're seeing the negative impact, we're seeing positive impact. So, you know, some people have seen a lot of things have gone on with jobs being taken, some people getting more jobs. So, I mean, let's hear from each and every one of you. What do you think? How is this going to benefit us? How is it going to, you know, and what do we need to do basically? How is it going to benefit us? And for those whose jobs are at stake, what do they need to do? Who's going to go okay. first? Okay. Um, Honestly, um, I feel like you said it, it's been it's been here for the longest. Um, definitely, everything that um, you know, a force of good always has a way of a- affecting um, you know um, a group of people. But um, one thing I've been able to understand is uh, moving in the tech space, even aside from AI, is really 
innovating or dying, right? So it's either you innovate or you die on the space. So um, honestly, um, it has a lot of advantages, um, you know, across you can across various spheres of um, tech. You're talking about fintech. You're talking about um, you know, bringing or integrating um, AI bots or AI systems that are able to help you manage payroll, help you understand credit scores. So it has a lot of advantages, really helping you understand the customer, knowing how to, um, you know, leverage it across uh, management cutting platforms. Um, you know, AI can be really helpful in edtech platforms. I remember uh, when ChatGPT just came out, I was literally buzzing Jerry's phone every time, um, you know, I had um, <laughs> a personal use case. And I thought, I was like, whoa, Jerry, leverage this here and just charge down this moment, you would take check out of the market, right? So you're just thinking about I'll thinking see. about 3,000 people's jobs away with one platform from, 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 from Africa. So um, I think, um, honestly, it's, it's a tool for good, um, obviously. Use the wrong way, um, you know, the wrong reasons. But um, but 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 um, there are a lot of there are a lot of opportunities and a lot of ways that um, it can be leveraged across various things to actually help life get easier. So that's what tech has always done. So you know, when people say, um, you know, um, you know, the AI or ChatGPT has come take our jobs, I'm like, jobs have been going for years. You get the fintech platform you launched took jobs from bankers. The edtech platform you launched took um, you know jobs from teachers, right? So it's not new. So um, you know, I still stay at my core at saying you know we need to innovate, right? Either you innovate or you die. So even um, you know across various fields, you don't need to be a tech bro. You don't need to um, probably even do tech. Really understanding where you are at on your career path to understand okay what are the things that it can look. You know when you tell people these things, they're like rest. Like, why do I think about what 10 years can look like in the world? Mm -hmm. But we've seen the trend. Um, it's just hitting everybody because now it's getting really serious. You know, people heard about the financial crisis as um, as um, fiction and myth stories. But now, you know, you're seeing um, stories that are very similar to that right in your adulthood, um, you know, life, um, lifetime. So I think, um, yeah, really standing on innovating or dying. But, um, you know, to me, um, AI is more of a source of, um, you know, force for good. Um, than than evil. Obviously, wrong people can get can you know use it for doing wrong things. But I think that's that's beauty of tech, really finding ways to mitigate those risks. Well, nice. Thank you. That was really insightful. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to. <laughs> but first of all, AI AI is definitely going to take a lot of jobs, like a lot of people's jobs. Like we we cannot deny that that's that's going to happen. In fact, it's already happening. Um, you can just take an example of like self-driving cars, like that already has taken the jobs of, you know, drivers that we used to have, like, you know, back in the day, because not, um, not many, people, many people can drive long distances, but, you know, this uh, AI can drive you, you know, avoid accidents even when you're tired. So, <laughs> you know, you're already taking away the jobs of drivers in that sense. But uh, I think, I think the people's jobs are quite secure, like uh, programmers. <laughs> <laughs> in the sense that uh, when, when you write code or when you make a program, you're going to need you're going to need people to actually uh, maintain what has been written. Basically, the AI, the AI, of course, the AI can write itself. Basically, that's what AI is, right? It's just writing the code, you know, as as it's running. Uh, but you still need people to manage, and of course, you would, now we will need higher level um, programmers. That means we, we cannot just depend on. Um, programming by mistake when it comes to AI, you know, you have to <laughs> know what you are doing, you know, you don't just assume, you know, it works, you know, you have to, so now mm -hmm. AI is going to sort of, you know, make people either work harder or, you know, go out to the market. So that's, that's what me have to say. Wow. Nice. Great. I mean, so uh, you, mentioned, you mentioned about how, I mean, we need higher level programmers. Well, AI, AI doesn't work by itself. I mean, it learns by itself, but it still needs somebody to put in data into AI for into it to work. Those are the kind yeah, of people we need right now. Yeah, yeah and obviously, we definitely that's what that's what we need. But uh, there are some little tasks that you may need um, to employ someone to be doing. Maybe I don't know, scraping a website or something. I mean, write a code. Oh. You just write one line of text and you know you don't need to employ someone uh, to do something. that's gone that, those jobs are gone <laughs> <laughs> all right jerry all right so i mean they've both spoken about how ai can take jobs away 
But how I see it, I think it's going to force people to transform, you know, how business has been done and how, you know, people work also. Right? And I think that's one thing people are not really paying attention to. For example, when we had the days of the social media, when people just launching Facebook, IG, no one saw how it would connect the world more and make people more of an entrepreneur, right? So it would take away jobs, but I think for the purpose of transforming how people work, you know, how people learn and how people even run businesses. Just what I'm saying, I don't, I see AI as a, as a tool that will unlock the very human nature and capabilities that even human beings themselves did not think was possible. And that's why I think it's really good for the world. Do you get, although it has its bad side, but I think really paying attention to how things can transform is where the most money is going to be made and the most, like, and the next billionaires are going to also come out from. Right. And also, like, for example, when I see people like um, making millions of dollars and opening big companies out of just knowing how to market online on the internet, people basically created their own media giant out of just knowing how to sell product brought on the internet. I think that's similar to the way AI will be used. I think there will be people that will come out that will become so good at leveraging AI than other people. And those will open new ventures, open new businesses and you know, new capabilities. And how I see it also is how the world is becoming more one. So therefore, there's going to be the boundary of, you know, Nigeria or Ghana or the US is going to cut, like remove completely. And it's going to, people are going to be selling. <laughs> it happens now, but I think with AI, the world is going to be more interconnected, right? And that's what more powerful AI can be, basically. So I, I think it's in transformation, even people losing their jobs and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I kind of, there's a little bit of disagreement. I'm going to disagree with what you said right now. So, yeah, it has its good parts. It has its, it has its good parts. But a few years ago, I mean, if you look at the percentage of people that are going to benefit from the AI compared to those who have lost their jobs, who don't know AI, who doesn't, who don't know how to use these things, it's... Yeah. It's about I can say one percent of the world, one percent of the tech world. Yeah. So a few years ago, we we're talking about digital transformation, how we need to close the skills gap in Europe. In I mean, Africa has even been way back. So we're talking about closing the skills gap in Europe, and a lot of organizations were now teaching. You know, you know, lots of courses have come up for people to learn, and we're not done. We've tried. Yes, tech has tried to reduce the skills gap. But the way tech is growing is evolving faster than people can catch up with it. It's not even growing in a geometric leap. Like, it just took people by surprise. So, and at this point, that's what, you know, the organization is now saying that, okay, they no longer need these people, so they need to lay them off, they need to work on their, they need to make more profit. So people had to go. I mean, Google laid off 12,000. We know, we heard about... Um, uh, Amazon, we heard about Twitter, we heard about Spotify, they're all laying off people, Microsoft, you know, so yeah, uh, it's very, it's growing very fast. And in my opinion, what we need, oh, well, that's, that's the next topic. That's the next question I'm going to ask us. So uh, before we get into that, let me see. So yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we've seen the how tech giants are laying off people, right? And I said, with this uh, growth of AI, having tech skills alone is not enough. Because these people that were laid off were obviously tech people. So what's the way forward, forward with this? What do you advise? Um, allow me jump in here and just and just be like, um, first of all, like AI is going to, you know, solve lots of problems that we have currently. But in as much as it's solving lots of problems, it's going to create even more problems. So I think what 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 we need to look for now is to try to be a problem solver. You know, don't just know tech. Like try and solve the problems that are going on around. You know, because you can just like write code, yes, but if they don't need anyone to write code anymore. You know, you are going to AI is going to replace you. Uh-huh. But if you are going to be a problem solver, you know, you are going to be thinking of new ways to solve 
whatever problem that you're faced with, you know, those are the people that are actually, that that's, those are, that's the skill that's going to be, you know, very variable moving forward. Absolutely. So I think we have to, just like uh, Everest was saying, we have to think ahead of time. We have to think five years from now, 10 years from now, and look at, okay, what is, what is this, you know, uh, industry going to look like? I mean, tech used to be, the most secure industry ever for a very long time. I mean, if you're in tech, you are you are made. But right now, uh, it's shaky. You can't really guarantee that. A lot of people are learning coding and they're still, you know, not making it. So yeah. I say, I say, it's about bringing, you know, a market value into the into tech. Whatever you're doing, it should be very, very, uh, let's say, sellable. It should have value. I mean, you can learn tech, you can learn coding. It's not just about learning a skill now. It's about having a set of skills that you can, you know, sell out there that is valuable to, to, to the world. Now, AI has been there. AI has been in the market, has been in the world, but it was not in the fingertips of, you know, lay people until ChatGPT came out. And with ChatGPT, anyone that doesn't know, that doesn't know tech can just go and use ChatGPT. So this is why it's going to is going to grow. I mean, look at metaverse. Metaverse requires hardware, lots of you know things. So it's not going to be very usable by um, by lay people. So I I question its longevity. You know, we have a clubhouse that do not really innovate, and some of these things died. But once it is out there in the market for lay people, I can guarantee that it's going to it's going to last, it's going to grow. So AI is there, but now people have to think beyond just oh learning one skill. If they want to, uh, if they want to secure their jobs, they need to be in control of AI, not just use AI. Yeah, you want to say something? I mean, Everest, Emmanuel, uh, Jeremiah. Oh, okay, I'm going first. So I was going to agree with uh, Michael as, about problem solving. I think it boils down to that and ability to think critically. For example, I realized even using chat GPT, uh, so two people can use it and get two different results for a project. <laughs> so knowing how to use it is, a, is an is, is still a very big factor to bring. So I still think it's going to it's still going to act similar like when the internet first um, came. Uh, the web web 2.0 right? when it first came up i think people just got better at leveraging the power of internet better than other people and still people say like it's going to displace teaching it may be to be doing maybe in the long run but for now i saw someone even the course how to use chatgpt course it's so it's selling the course <laughs> 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 i was like ah. yeah yeah so yeah. i still think it's still it's it's, it's, it's not going to it's not going to be as fast as they think but it's not also still going to be as slow i think those who can master the trend and capitalize on the opportunities still win you know the a players will make the most money eventually those who can capitalize on the trends so yeah yeah yeah, to, I think I think to hit from where Jerry stops because I, I want to share that you know really around our thoughts um you know, capitalizing the trend. Um, so today, um, if you look at, I was looking at, um, you know, this visualizer of the difference, a very simple explanation of what Web 1 is, Web 2 is, and Web 3 is. So with Web 1 in the signing, probably wanted to sign into a platform, right? Or a Web 1 platform will actually is username, password, right? Simple HTML form. A Web 2 platform will probably ask you email, password, or sign in with Google, right? Web two, mm -hmm. Web three will just say connect your wallet. Now, the difference, with, yeah, yeah, the difference with three of them, right, is like you know, like he said, capitalizing on what is happening today. So, um, you know, you saw him saying someone, you know, selling AI courses. Now, the problem with human beings is, and that's why, um, you know, AI comes from me. Now, is everybody will go and do the same thing. Now, you see, like twenty people teaching you how to outbid. I'll be the other person teaching you how to use yeah. ChatGPT, right? Yeah. Well, um, you know, even before ChatGPT, there was Sonic AI. There are a lot of them. Like, in fact, there's a there's an AI solution right now that literally on their website they tell you we are 20% more accurate than ChatGPT, right? 
use us so you can test it right so i think really eventually would be just with um you know how i explained the differences between web one web two web three today most companies would most of your our businesses here for example you would just say simple signing with google for example if you don't want to put in your email and password you leverage the web two infrastructure that exists today 10 years from today you know you might have these platforms probably when using connect wallets it doesn't make sense today but it will make sense then but so it still goes down to it still goes down to um you know like you said capitalizing on what is happening so for example AI has come out now, but in Africa, for example, we have um, you know an education an educational deficit, right? What 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 are the ways we can use AI in real real life platforms to solve it, right? So I remember back when I was probably in SS3, right? Access to I think most of us used it. I think the SS3 or I think um, GS3 where you use this Google see Google book, right? And um, yeah, you know you had to wait every year, right, for new questions to come and you know even share with jerry like you know yeah, with if you had an app platform i don't share anybody's idea here though <laughs> but you know you have an edtech app platform that basically can can the questions of every single year right and can even predict to you the kind of questions yeah. based on the trend of questions that have been set the kind of questions yeah. that can even come so teaching people like you know in that particular kind of way right? Those kind of tools can be really used for education. So um, it's not really about, um, you know, jumping to get a job or just coding, like Michael said, right? The problem solvers, the people that will capitalize on using what is taking their jobs to actually get new, create new jobs yeah, with yeah. the people that will win eventually. And not even the ones trying to sell the course. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, 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 I think there's a, okay. There was a, there was a, so I think you can even create um, some videos using chat GPT. So, so chat GPT yeah. and some other yeah. um, AI, yeah. you know, you combine it and you can make videos for your, for your courses as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. True. exactly. Exactly. I, I was going to say something um, that Everest also said, and it, it made me think of something actually, which was um, that eventually at the end of the day, the, the main purpose of AI Right, is to make sure that we are solving the, that right problem. Because right now, for yeah. example, when I saw um, this new platform that came out, Bereal, is a new social media platform that's taking Bereal. I don't know if you guys know Bereal. It's basically a platform that just lets you post once a day, I think, or twice a day. I can't remember. Like it's an instant platform. Like it just pops on your phone and says, like, "Post right now what you're doing right now." And the funny thing is, it has millions of users already. So, like, what I maybe started thinking about was how it's going to be very hard to predict how AI is going to affect us, even if we have an idea. But eventually, it's always going to follow. Are you solving what people really want to solve? Remember, like, yeah. why is this mantra? Make something people want. People want, yeah. So, eventually, this like humans are going to still place the limits on what we think AI and AI should not do. Depend on how we think it's going to affect what we want as human beings. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So I it just whoever can use AI to give human beings what they want is who eventually wins. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and we have a ChatGPT checker, so <laughs> that broke my heart. But <laughs> no problem. All right, all right, that's great. So now coming to the final question. Um, What's the way forward for aspiring tech professionals? How can they secure, you know, their future in tech? Let's say their jobs, their careers in tech. I mean, ChatGPT, ChatGPT is not the first AI chatbot that is out. I mean, there is Copy AI, but those ones were monetized. ChatGPT came, it was free. It brought about disruption in the AI world. So people just looked at it as, oh, AI is, you know, booming now. But it's always been there and it's evolving. So with all of this now, how can how can people utilize this and how can we secure our future? I mean, we started mentioning some of them. So let's outline them so that we can our viewers can have something to take home. I think I think Michael actually had said it at the beginning of the call. Really like um 
utilizing your skills to the next level. So you won't just be a basic um, programmer and want to do the things that existed before chat GPT came on the scene. But very, very importantly, just to put in context, um, the days of AI taking people's jobs has not come, right? The reason why most of these companies are laying people off is because of the beer markets currently happening. It's not really even the AI stuff. So the AI stuff just happened to come in that period. So, um, you know, the, the, the devs that, or the devs or the people that lost their tech jobs this period really is as a result of beer markets. And, you know, most of them left, you know, fine companies. So we're probably going to see some of the most disruptive companies going to be built in the next 10 years because of these people that um, are currently unemployed on the market. But, um, you know, ahead of the time where AI will actually come for, you know, low-level jobs, like you guys talked about, like, you know, finding that person that will normally come and scrap your website. And I was thinking about the days I used to still do free, um, you know, do freelancer or freelancer that will come probably like 2015, 2016. I was just thinking, imagine there was ChatGPT back then. As guy does, does those Indians, those Indians didn't, didn't, didn't give us any space to do anything, right? But um, but today, um, honestly, the advice would be like he said, to get prepared for that is upscale. Um, the second one to me is really leveraging um what people would feel, which is AI that will take their jobs. That that's um, you know supposed enemy as a tool to actually um, you know upscale and build for the future. So yeah, those, those are my opinions. Great, thank you very much. All right, uh, Michael, you want to? Yeah, um, um, Everest has, has said it. I mean, and, and you know, I already said the first one. You know, you, uh, you know, tr try and start looking for problems around you that you can solve. Like like we have all been saying, basically, like leverage the tools around you to solve the problems around you. That's that's basically what we can just you know, try to be doing, and. Um, I think Everest also mentioned it, upskill, like just this is the time to keep learning, <laughs> keep learning the new technologies that are coming out, because that's that's what will help you. And it's not, you know, even even though you lose your job, you know, you can you have those skills, the skills are going to be forever be with you. So as long as you're upskilled, you know, you uh, like now there are people using AI, even trying to integrate AI into your own website. Maybe you are building some. I, th I think I saw recently Microsoft Teams. They integrated um, <laughs> uh, ChatGPT into Microsoft Teams, so it yeah. can help you analyze the meeting and then give you the notes. So when you, if you miss a meeting, you can get the notes, the important parts, you know, of of the meeting. So Microsoft probably get ChatGPT. <laughs> so <laughs> you see, like those are those are just things that we can yeah. we can just you know focus on trying. How do how can I how can I uh, use this AI? Like, you know, like you have been saying, how can I use this AI to actually help me, you know, make better decisions or write code better? Like there are even some AIs, like uh, GitHub Copilot that helps you, you know, as you're writing code, it makes your, you know, 10 times more efficient. So, you know, all those kind of things, maybe inline or is it in code chat GPT where you can, uh, you know, when you're writing code, I don't know how to do something, just ask, you know, write write a question and then you get a stack overflow answer or so, you know, something like there are lots of ways that these things can help you. Yeah. So just taking some time out and just, you know, learning how to use them, you know, it's going to be really important in this this time. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Jerry. Yeah, so I mean I think they've said it all. So <laughs> so I would just say um like as Michael said, it's going to be in the integration. I think the future of AI is in letting us spend less time thinking about the minor stuff and focus on the major stuff. So just like how when Uber launched, everybody started creating Uber for this, Uber for that. I think that's always going to happen with AI. Everybody will begin to figure out a way to infuse AI into everything, you know, AI powered, you know, you don't have to. So just like he was saying with Microsoft, now they want, Microsoft is going to integrate the chargeability because they want you to spend lesser time thinking of the minor things and, you know, more times thinking of the major things. And then from integration, it's going to lead to that transformation whereby it's going to get to a point where it will be normal for everybody to just spend less time. To, you know, it's going to be a period now, like, like now, why am I trekking when I can buy it? 
<laughs> like you get my point. It's good to get to that level. Eh? You don't want to use any platform that would that would bring any effort from you at all. And then that will lead to the innovation where we we'll begin to see more crazy, crazier stuff you know, that we haven't even started to think about, you know, yet. Um, and I think the making chargeability free. I think I don't I don't even know how they want to monetize it again because bro, <laughs> now that it's free. It's twenty dollars <laughs> now, bro. It's twenty dollars. I, I use this money. It's still free. Uh, don't worry. They will soon. They will soon. Be on this thing. My own has been. They give me twenty dollars. Like I think it's, it's still under research. So it's still under research, and GPT four yeah. is coming out. So it's it's under research. Yeah. Well, I I, so, I think I don't know if pricing it's. You know, like Google, Google made it free, right? And I think if it was coming for Microsoft, they are going to make, I they are building Sparrow or something, something called Sparrow, I don't know. They said it's better good. than Chachipi. If it's free, then it's going to be a huge problem. Because <laughs> I don't know if I'll put it into that shop. I don't know. I think I will. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry now. Trying to answer a right. model. <laughs> I mean, uh, guys, look at what uh, one of our viewers is saying. Emmanuel says, one of my fears for the upcoming developer is that they will be too lazy because they will depend on AI to generate everything for them. <laughs> what do you have to say about this? Um, I don't think that's okay. Go for it, Michael. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I can I can start with that, like saying like that's the, it's helpful, you know, it's just like a tool, you know, you you you, you should use it as a tool, but don't, don't, de don't depend on the tool for everything. Like with we all have today. I remember when we got, um, you know, we stopped writing code in Notepad and we started writing code in like modern compilers. People were saying, oh, it's, you're not be able to debug, you're not be able to um, write good code. You know, you, you need to write in Notepad so that you know if you're a, the actual good programmer. But you no, know, these things actually they help us. You know, they help us write mm -hmm. you know, better code, things that mm -hmm. are better. They help us. So it's, of course, People will just go and copy and paste those, those, those ones. We are not talking about those. We're talking about people who are going to actually like use it to the fullest, you know, use it to their advantage, not just not not um, not looking for an easy way out. And of course, we don't want people to also spend days thinking about the solution to a problem where you can just ask chat GPT. You're going to save yourself a lot of time, you know, in all of <laughs> with that. So yeah, that, that's my take Great. on that. Okay. Yeah, so I think, something? yeah, I think I think Michael really hates it because um even the chat GPT, right? I've seen people ask some really um probably dumb questions to it. And I'm like, Coco just tell the team, brush my teeth in the morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, I can't lie, I've had some I have also asked some very stupid yeah. questions. So, we'll yeah. so um I think um even as um as devs, like Mike Mike said. Is really to make your life easier. There, are, for example, there was this um, stuff I needed to do for debugging, right? And I really needed to find. And you're talking about the blockchain, right? So it's you can't you can't afford to make some kind of mistakes, right? So you know, as 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 small questions, as little questions as um, what are the vulnerabilities, right? That you can see in this code, and is able to outline things even after you've done everything. You're like, ah, this is solid, right? Yeah. So something you'd have probably Going to go and pay bounty developer for for ten thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars to reduce cost, right? So you as like that's why I said I said at the end of the day, being able to use it to upscale, right? You are adding value to yourself as a developer because now you're not just writing code, you're able to you're, you've even transitioned from maybe just being a full stack or blockchain developer to even becoming a bounty developer at the same time. You've upscaled, right? More value to yourself because you're able to even use ChatGPT. So when using ChatGPT itself requires that skill and knowledge, because there are some things that you will access. If you don't put some certain term terminologies, you will probably not get the results you're looking for and what you're trying to do. So, yeah. Great. Great. Thank you. Very insightful. All right. So, yeah. Uh, okay. So, I'm I going mean, to see. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry, my stuff is hanging. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah we can hear you. Okay. Okay. Okay, I was going to say, um, just like you know, the days when people started learning to program, right? You know, um, big tech companies started hiring high level developers, 
um, another, and I think develop like developing is just like program is just basically learning how to talk to the computer. So I think that and the thing is going to be the same with AI. They're going to become mm -hmm. specialized people that actually know how to interact with AI better than other people will, will do. And I think for programmers, it's going to actually separate real like, problem solvers. You know, Skill just like like a bomb. Also, like you know, when you the more sophisticated the bomb is, the more you need a specialized person. person to be able to diffuse the bomb. I yeah. think we're going to get to an age where because I'm still I'm still waiting for when people begin to say this is a viral. I'm serious. It's, I'm, it's not going to be perfect that people think it is. It's going to be still um, holes in which yeah. we still require some you know level of capabilities to be able to fix, and that's what I'm looking forward to the most. When you start hearing things like I'm looking for a AI whisperer or something. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jerry, yes, those things are going to happen, right? Those things are going to happen. They're still, we're still going to have to need, need people to control AI, but is it going to be for everybody or for a select few? That is the thing. I mean, everything has always been for a select few. Every high paying job, like even if you look at how many people can like can program in this world, the real programmers, they're not still as much as the people that cannot program. Everything has always been for a select few. And I think it's I think the world is optimized that way, no matter how much innovation comes in the world, it's still going to optimize to balance itself out. There will still going to be that one percent. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. But there, Just there, like, there's gonna be a problem. There's gonna be a problem finding this select few. Because that's the problem of that's the problem that happened with the, the the digital skills gap. Now, when you have graduates coming out of university and they are not able to meet up with the demands of tech companies, then we have a big problem. Yes, and then now graduates so will have to learn why, like why plumbing, electricity, like going to repair. I'm serious. <laughs> that was going to happen eventually. People will go back and start learning how to repair people's pump. Because I'm serious because I think I watched a video on TikTok where the woman was saying there's something called boring businesses and how she has become so successful by acquiring boring businesses and seeing how every year by year there's shortage of people that wants to do plumbing. Because everybody's a TikToker, everybody's doing OnlyFans. Now nobody really, everybody's a gamer now, everybody's a programmer, <laughs> nobody's spending time plumbing. And I think that, that was going to happen. It's going to now, people are going to start learning how to do if you cannot do the high like skill, if you cannot learn it at that level, you will come and work at this level. So it's going to be, and uh, as Mr. Ibrahim said, like that space is going to be there. But now we're going to re-enter the age of educating, like what happened in the previous digital age where Facebook is paying this amount of money to teach people. You know, like it's going to be, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So yeah. I think that's how I see it um, yeah. moving. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. I do agree. I, I agree with that. Um, we'll definitely have that skill gap, you know, happen where people who spend more time on it, you know, will capitalize on that. And then the, the gap is going to increase more and more. And then it's up to, you know, the people who have who have gained those knowledge, maybe universities as well to actually uh, start, you know, make <laughs> improve their syllabus, you know. Start including yeah. AI and yeah. cloud computing and Forget data analytics analysis. into the <laughs> you, 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 Yeah, very, very good question. You guys yeah, are very, very behind. behind. Very behind. Because um, very behind. I literally saw it. <laughs> like, I literally saw it. No, you before guys even AI, before AI, before AI, and because you see the educational institutions don't function by themselves. They function together with the government, some of them, and they follow a set uh, a, a, a yeah. set of rules and guides guidelines, guidelines. You know, to abide by and for them to change it you have to go to the top to change it and the people in the top are usually traditional people who are not into this they're just paper signing you know kind of people so yeah. they don't really see the need for that until they see the need for that uh, especially until it hits them in an economic way that's when they will want to make it's a change. Yeah, I, I, I think and I think it even has to do, like you said, the governments and the countries. Like, for example, I know in the U.S., they already started doing research papers on, you know, apart some were doing developing, um, you know, chat GPT-3 checkers. 
Um, and the amazing thing about it is that on the opposite side, there are schools that are creating, um, you know, um, stuff that will stop ChatGPT checkers from checking that it's ChatGPT, so you can see. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it was very funny. Like it's happening. So um, I think the smart schools really what they are doing is because you know most of the school, most of the schools around the world today really it's a money making machine, right? Like you discover exactly. that. Um, yeah, it's a money-making machine. Like, you, you're a full-stack developer today. You can go to um, Academy, right? Learn, like, you know, you have that direct part in school. You're doing this, um, you know, unnecessary courses that um, you don't, you probably won't ever use. Um, but, you know, that's, the, that this, um, you know, when, the, like I said, the air revolution has not started. This is just to just show people that, okay, can yeah. be used. When, it's, when it has really been embedded into society, I believe like um you know the schools harvard and co that are already waiting for research purpose to embed into their system right it, um you know it will be different for them because i was thinking about i was like back in 2015 or 2016 there are certain things that um you know i just knew that if i didn't read there's no way i was going to find it just one line of chat it will teach you it won't give you steps so i think yeah. um, eventually if these schools don't catch up their you know this AI is their real, I think, yeah. especially education is their own day of reckoning. If, um, you know, um, absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's already <laughs> bringing disruption to the, to the, it's already bringing disruption to the educational institutions. I mean, the mode of learning has changed, people no longer need to. I mean, you, if you want to do your homeworks today, we have all the resources, so there's almost as there's almost no need for homeworks because you're not really doing work. You're just you're just being at home and using chat GPT, using AI, but you're not really doing the work. So yeah, why uh, are we still writing exams? I mean, yeah, I, why not give I, us I think... projects where you do real work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely a, a solid point there. Like the, the mo model of teaching and educating has to change. Like you can't just keep giving homeworks, pointless homeworks that, you know, they are, I mean, some of them actually have a point because they have some things they are trying to teach. But, you know, you can't just give students work just to keep them busy, you know. If you're able to show them, okay, the reason why you are learning this is so that you can do this, then it makes learning, you know, better. You're going to be like, okay, I have to sit, sit down and learn how to do this, not just write an essay about something, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't chat. think they don't know this thing you're saying. They do. Like I said, it's a money-making industry. It's not. No, no, no. Is it, um, is it, and, and that thing too is, and and that thing too is. I think I think what is going to happen, how I see it, is that the educational institution is going to have to decentralized. That's how I see it. I think. Um, they're going to take it for real. You know, innovative companies to maybe take a chunk of department or how I see it is them open their gates and the schools now be like a canopy for people to enter and they will sell spaces for innovation. That's how I see it. And so what is going to happen is teachers teachers themselves, like most teachers, they are very they have outdated way of teaching. And I think it's because innovation is going faster than people than these teachers can teach what they know. Right, so I think the teachers will have to be the innovators themselves eventually, right? So what is going to happen is that decentralization, where now the school will be like, okay, we have maybe 15 spots, and then innovative companies come to lobby for those spots to say, okay, we can set up here. This one say we can set up here. If you want to learn how to do this, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. I think that's going to be the future of education. I think them Harvard and all these people do for innovative school. Either have to put it yes, across exactly innovative school. It's, it's actually because yes. you're taking their business model away from them. What's just <laughs> you're telling you're telling you're telling school like ESB like <laughs> nothing for you. But that, that's what's going to happen. Called, yeah, it's called the modern campus. I mean, not physical campus, but like hmm. the mode of teaching where it's uh, you know performance is based on competency and not exam. And, you know, instead of exams, you have projects and not kind of projects you can copy, something that is unique to you. So at the end of the day, before you graduate, you know you really graduated. You know you really mm. did work to graduate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but a lot of people are still using the traditional way, way of teaching. They just give you work, come and write exam, you finish. And I always had a problem with that because everybody is unique. Everybody has a different way of learning. 
Some people learn slower than others. Some people learn by writing. Some people learn by reading. Some people, I mean, there are some people, I, I remember I had this classmate that he comes very late to class. He just sits down. He doesn't take notes, but he passes. And I'm wondering, like, how do you do this? <laughs> and then there are some of us who have to write notes, who have to go to the library. And other, people are different. So if the modern, uh, if the mode of education does not accommodate other people, just kind of accommodates people that, you know, want they have to follow everything they're saying, uh, there will be no growth and they will be disrupted. And AI is here. So people that have been ignored by this traditional uh, traditional way of teaching are taking advantage of the AI and, uh, you know, short courses and they're building themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I was even going to add that. I think someone mentioned something in the chat about the institutions themselves can take advantage of, you know, these technologies, you know. There are some of their assignments that are really pointless because the teacher maybe didn't think about it or they have an old assignments handed down to the teacher. But if you're going to ask chat GPT to, you know, give me a good assignment that will actually test these points of the students or even exam questions, for example, you just some exam questions, they are they don't really test anything. They're just questions one to 60. But then if you actually make exam questions that actually test, you know, competence of the student the things they have learned and of course exams should not be the test of intelligence it should be just the test of if this person has truly learned you know what what, mm -hmm. what he has uh, what, what he has learned during the semester but i mean that's another way that this technology ai can also be used you know to help learning even but, better but i'm, I'm going to say something then again eh, um for example most teachers or professors are not even really happy with their pay. So maybe that they don't really spend as much efforts that they should, even in making sure that, okay, these students are, you know, they get exactly what's, they give my, like, instead of passing down old assignments, means if they're paying me 10,000 here, for example, a month to teach, I will pass down everything. Like, everything, I will pass it down. <laughs> because it's not really what, I don't know, I won't kill myself over <laughs> you learning when you're yeah, I... So I also want like I I, I yeah. a part of me think like maybe school might just get more expensive moving forward if that modern campus style is integrated. I just I think of it in that kind of sense because okay. now they're going to have to pay I, teachers I with their work. They're going to pay people that really know this stuff. Do you get my point? Yeah. A good amount of money to actually come and spend your time and teach in that innovative way that is being required. Well, okay. I, I, I don't really think so. I don't really yeah, think, I think so because, yeah. because now, uh, you know, the traditional education, mm -hmm. traditional way of education is was as though it monopolized knowledge. Now knowledge is available to everybody. Mm -hmm. So uh, if the teacher yes. doesn't yes. want there, there is, it's now in the hands with, with AI and everything, it's in the hands of the consumers, let me say. So knowledge is in the hands of people. Mm -hmm. It's no longer in the hands of institutions. Let three. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think well, I think, it's the hand of people, but I yeah. But sorry, Ever, let me just say this. it's the hand of people. But how I see it is, it's actually a very small number of people that can learn on their, learn on their own. Like from, from from what I began to understand, sure. it's actually a very small number of people, and that's, that's what actually makes the most um, competent people in the world. The people that can take on the challenge on their own, learn what is required fast enough, and come out and compete. Right, and I think that's why even till today, I'm telling you, parents know that sending their kids to school right now is kind of a waste of time. They do know, but they don't have any other alternative than to actually send their kids to school because yeah. at least school gives them certainty it's that this kid will actually, yeah, we actually go and see something or hear something. Now, buy a course for somebody, three months to be there. Do that, not finish the course that's supposed to be four weeks yeah. or three weeks, right? Yeah. So it's still going to. You're still going to need someone that will push you, that will force you, that will threaten you if required <laughs> for you to learn what you need to learn. By, by the yeah. time you, well, I, I think you're I, hungry, you yeah. don't have a choice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I think I think just to add to that, just just to really add to um, you know that whole model, um, there are like Jerry said, I will address that part of it too as well for those people that don't really know how to um, you know learn on their own and really have to go to school. Now everyone has a part to play. It's not just you know not just the schools, mm -hmm. but on the school model, for example, companies, innovative companies in Africa, like um, Out School Africa, right? You know, they, they had they had raised, I think, about $1 million, I think, last year, last two years to basically um, allow 
um, you know, people come and learn how to code. It's a school. You literally get a certificate from, um, you know, um, a university in the US through them, right? So you actually go to school. So it just lasts for a year, something that will probably get your contemporaries four years and you'll come out and still not really do anything, right? You're doing it for a year and you probably get a placement. And then they now expanded it to a school of products, to a school of data science, and, you know, they're expanding really across, you know, more tech fields. Yeah. But, you know, like Jerry said, that's room more suited for people because, you know, the school, on, you, you basically come online, probably dedicate a number of hours every week. It's something very similar to ALX. And, you know, you basically learn and they do it based on competence. At the end of the semester, you do a project and all of that. But um, now, that's not even expensive. I think it's probably 10,000 naira for registration and all of that. It's not expensive. Um, but when you go to, um, when you go to, when you now have to reverse it to those people that don't know how to learn alone and can't follow those kind of systems, I feel if we need to go to the class, right, I don't totally even just blame it on, you know, even salaries too as well. That is the problem. That's the concern we should be fixed to. But at the same time, um, I, I, I used to crack this joke with my guys. I'm like, you see the CEO thing I'm doing, if I just make, make money, <laughs> I just buy one school. I'll tell you, if you're above 40 years old and you're in this school, if you don't learn this thing, see, we will let you, we will let you go. So sometimes these teachers don't want to learn new things, right? They, you hear things like, I've done this for 20 years, like this, right? So, and it, 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 it has basically worked for them. So I think schools too need to now do refresher training programs, not the ones they do where they come and sit down and teach them how to use Microsoft Word and Excel, no. If you're probably teaching computer engineering or computer science, what are the new stacks? These guys don't know, but they're teaching people that you can you know, compete yeah. with their contemporaries yeah. outside the market. Okay. So for those people that want to learn together, that are better suited to learn where people are, the people teaching them, right? Because when even if you introduce these new methods of teaching, like, you know, Jerry said, having, you know, everybody have, has a spot. But when you have all these spots, these teachers are still there, right? So I think these people themselves need to go through um, a period of, if you've probably taught for 30 years, you probably will need to go through 30 years of tech stack development, some people still teach, um, I'm kidding you not, HTML5. I don't want to cast anybody, HTML5 today, right? So, like, it's, 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 no, it's really sad. It's really, really sad. I saw it, and I'm like, I ask people questions yeah, based on this, and you know somebody based on this, and say you went to school, right? It's, 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 it's school, sad. Man. So I think, yeah, so I think these people themselves, if you are above 40 years old right now, 2023, all of them, just tell everybody, you see, just all of you are going, you yourselves, you're going to school. Bring these tech professionals that are doing this, let them teach them how to do it, right? And I think from there, you know, it opens up their mind. The school system will become more interesting again. So the school system during the industrial age was interesting to those people then because everything they saw in the book was around, there was no access to computers. So what you are seeing in your book was what you just needed to know so you could go into the industry. But those things have, won't, the technology has won't replaced some of the things they teach them. Right, so you're really yeah. learning things that you will never use. That's what we really mean by I will never use this. It's not just the certificate, the information you will never use because you don't need to use it. Right, so I think these people need to go through training programs too as well. Learn new stacks. They should go and become full stack developers, not computer science teacher. Understand how to do it, and, and I think it will change. Well, uh, thank you about that. <laughs> It's, it's, I will say, it's not going to be so easy for yeah, no, definitely. The, the, the demographic, those people are above 40 to go and start learning coding, but there's room for everyone else, for everybody. Uh, one of the things about tech is, especially recently, that it's not just about coding that matters, but uh, we all need to know how to align the coding with business skills. And you see, there is also a way of teaching. There's a way of teaching adults. The way you teach adults, there's a way you teach young people, people below 30, you know, in their 20s. There's a way you teach them. There's something called an adult education. You're not going to sit down. You're not going to have, you know, people above 40s in a, in a, in a you know, classroom setting and you're teaching them. You are, there's a way you can, you know, set up an arrangement of people let's have a round table session and where you are discuss, discussing you are researching you see we're researching is more of an adult kind of uh, uh, model, adult model of education where everybody research we brainstorm you learn that is a more friendlier and mature and you know interesting way of learning for them because everyone now has to use his own 
and then when we bring in group work together you know they have to use their own abilities and you know tap from another person's you know ability and learn so yeah yeah well um, uh, we don't have much time well okay, yeah okay. after you we'll now have to say like uh, one, i wanted uh, to you know say what i just say like just uh, two or three okay two things you know first of all there are people who teach you know directly out of passion you know they are they're, they're probably not leaning on money or any of all those things and if, if they if they are passionate enough they'll probably you know also go and learn those things and the other thing also is like school is not totally like the things that they teach are also like basics and we, we can't just dump the basics and say you know we want to go and learn how to um write code for microsoft no like you need to actually know the basics like you need to know you know you need to know how to do the basics because those basics really help you even scale up because if you think about it the people who learned the basics are the ones building this massive technology that we have right now you know they didn't just learn how to use ai they actually had to start from you know the c c plus plus or basics machine learning you know all of all those <laughs> um difficult things so like they, they all go hand in hand we should not just i think we should have schools that teach advanced stuff if you want to do advanced stuff if you're tired of the basic stuff and we also have schools that also teach you know the basic you know if, if you want to learn if you just want to learn the basic level because we need people to just know basics like we need people to just know how to like make a, a website page or something we just need those we need those as well so just in case you know some we need those uh those level different levels of teaching and understanding really. yeah great thank you well this brings us to the end of our fireside chat for today i would like to say thank you to every one of you but before we go i'll just just uh everyone should just give us one word for you know the people watching how to secure their jobs in the future one word and then we close <laughs> All right, let's start with Everest, then Michael and Jack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think Michael. You are muted? Okay. Say one word. Um, and like, I mean, I, like you said, upskill be a problem solver. That's it. It lies down deep in you. This is not a book quote, it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, upskill and be a program problem solver. Thank you so much, Everest, for being with us today. All right, Michael. Yeah, um, I'm going to just do what Everest has said. You know, solve problems. Uh, <laughs> Oh, what was the next one? He said, it's okay, solve problems and keep learning. Because those are the two things, you know, just keep in mind. All right. So it's actually that simple. Okay. So let's not, let, let, let the AI not scare us. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I would say environment as one word. Invest in your environment. Um, it's very difficult learning by yourself. It's very difficult catching up the trends on your own. But if you're around the environment, it's easier for you. So your friends, where you hang out, the places you go to, you know, hang out with more innovative people, more creative minds, spend more time, maybe attending webinars like this, you know, conferences for tech. I think this helps you keep yourself sharp and stay, you know, on the trend. Great. Thank you. From me, I will say be exceptional. Uh, you don't have to do everything. What, uh, you don't have to do what everybody is doing. You can find, you know, uh, your own thing and mastery. So master, master whatever you are doing, even if you're out of the competition. Whatever you're doing, you should master it. Don't just be a blue collar worker or someone that just has theoretical knowledge. Mix the two of them. Be a master. Be a leader in what you do, and you know, use AI as well. So don't say this is not for you. Always enjoy learning these things. You never know where it's gonna take you. So, yes, thank you so much, everybody, for joining our viewers. Thank you for joining our panelists, Everest, Michael, Jerry. It was yeah. uh, exciting having you guys here. And I could tell that our pan our viewers enjoyed hearing you guys. So thank you for having me. I'm going to call you guys. <laughs> thank I'm you for call you guys having us. Soonest.
Thank you so much. All right. That's all we have for today's episode of The Tech Lens. I hope you enjoyed our discussion. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, please feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram handle, Front Dreams. Now, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast using whichever platform you're listening to right now so you never miss out on an episode. Thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to having you back next week for another exciting episode of The Tech Lens. Thank you.